When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay, I just right, wanted right. to wanted to make sure we were both on the same page as well. All right, yeah, we're <laughs> riding dirty. Just uh, just gonna be a little bit on edge. Yeah. Send it. Yeah. No, that was the plan tonight. Fuck it. I was out working <laughs> way later than I should have, and so this was definitely needed. Perfect. All right. Well. First of all, get it out there. It is we're recording on Garza's birthday, so everyone who's listening, wish Garza a happy birthday. Woo! Suck it, Garza. That's fair. I already told you happy birthday. A lot <laughs> yeah, of happy birthdays for you. Yeah. Yeah, you got enough from us, but everyone who's <laughs> yeah. listening can say something. Um Second of all, you guys all into fantasy football? I just got to get that out before we get yes. into it, and it just comes up later. Definitely. How's the teams going? Um, I just won my game this week by one point because Jalen Hurts threw that last interception in the last seven minutes. Oh, nice. It was That's the it worst took. game ever. Going into Monday night, I was winning like 61 to 36, and I had Stefan Diggs go, and then Seven minutes, seven minutes left. It's me and Austin Snyder. He's up by two points. I text him, come on, interception. And he's like, no, don't do that to me. And then like a minute later, he's like, it happens. I'm like, no <laughs> fucking way. Yeah, I, I lost this week. So down the DL, down low for me. I got to watch the Jets game though. And that was the greatest yeah. thing I've seen uh-huh. the Jets do in about. 25 years so yeah i forgot to um, message you about that uh, i was pretty fired fuck up Browns. yeah fuck that elf that's what i kept texting my friends fuck that <laughs> fucking fuck. stupid creepy elf man <laughs> fuck that elf uh, kyle i know you don't pay attention to it as much but i know you still got a fantasy team i do i literally haven't even looked at it no okay that's fair fuck that's kyle. fair kyle Kyle used to be the one who like bugged me to play fantasy and now it's switched. I'm always texting him and he's like, dude, I don't give a shit. Eric, you should have gotten in on the um, disc bearing one. No, I, yeah, I just joined, I've been just played the same league for years now. And that's really the only one I pay attention to. This is like the first year where I've actually like watched football. I usually don't even like watch football. I'm just like, yeah, okay. This guy looks good. Throw him in there. (laughs) I tried for years to get that fucker to, like, watch football with me, too. No, no, wouldn't do it at all. Not paying attention. Yeah, he's he's into it. Yeah, I'm an asshole. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if there was a season-long disc golf fantasy, who's your number one pick? I actually slightly did this. Uh, we did we did a version of it where um, 
we do the grip six pickums like mm-hmm. on U disc and lowest score like we tally up scores at the end of each each event and um lowest score one at the end of the day. But honestly, right now I would have to choose between Macbeth, Wasaki, and Orum. Because Orum's just been putting up podium finish after podium finish, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'd probably take Matteo if he was if I yeah. had number one pick. Because he's top eight and he had to take off the beginning of the year for his yeah. appendix. Seriously. So. I was I was so sad that he dropped D Globe because he was supposed to be on Tetloff's card first round. Oh man, that'd have been sick. Yeah. And he looks yeah, the coolest doing it. <laughs> yeah, Garza, I completely forgot about that league. I think I did it for like two weeks and I haven't submitted shit since. So I've completely <laughs> caught Kyled that league. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> at the end I, of that. I, how do you not pick Pablo? Pablo's, a, Pablo's your guy. I mean, yeah. that's why, I, I mean, well, it's just hard to be still, doing, like, still there. He hasn't been doing like amazing in Elite Series this year. He's been, mm-hmm. he's been up there with a couple, but I don't think he's been Pretty consistent. Sure he won a pretty big tournament recently well tournament well was okay that? if we're not including worlds here oh uh, i can't remember I'm just... we're still including worlds okay if we're including worlds then why yeah. wouldn't you include worlds most, most of them are just the pro pro tour events that's not a pro tour event it's a major Listen, garza just because you beat this man in head-to-head poker <laughs> you better put some fucking respect on his name okay that is the goat <laughs> okay fair enough fair enough I think I have this aversion to picking out, picking like the number one pick that everyone else would pick. Like if I got number one pick for fantasy this year, I would have been like, no, I'm not taking Jonathan Taylor because I'm better than that. But I would have probably still been like, okay, I'm taking Jonathan Taylor. But (laughs) in my head, I'm convincing myself not to. Try and talk yourself out of it, right? You're like, oh, no, I'm going to pick who who's going to end up being the Jonathan Taylor, not the actual Jonathan Taylor. It's always the guy from last year that's the number one pick this year. And then it ends up being Christian McCaffrey, and you're like, what the fuck? My season's over. Yep, exactly. (laughs) That's what I try. I try to convince myself to do it, but I don't have never have enough balls. I've never had the number one pick. So what can I say? Yeah. Curse. Most of the time, I'm uh, not there for my actual first pick because I forget about it until, (laughs) like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Tony can relate to that. Oh my God, that was the worst draft of my entire life. Don't even get me started on that. I had shitty service with oh, my wife's entire no. family. You, Nobody, you everyone's auto picking, and they're like, I'm yeah. like, oh my God. You the guys sh- that weren't auto picking were taking scrubs. I was just, I was losing my mind. We, we were all, hang, we were like, there's a group of us hanging out while doing the draft online. And like round 15, I think Austin goes, Tony doesn't have a quarterback. And then like, Quarterbacks just start flying off the board just to screw over Tony. Let's go, Jameis Winston. He's gonna do something this year. <laughs> He's going My to do number, it. Number one pick for stealing crab. Uh, was who? Sorry, I missed it. Winston, he's, I said he's my number one pick for, for stealing crab. He got in trouble in college for stealing oh. a bunch of crab from the supermarket. <laughs> nice. We need some crab. You get in trouble for. You need some seafood. That's your guy, man. He's he'll <laughs> he will find a way to get it out of the store for no money. That's your crab guy. That's my crab guy. <laughs> I got crab guys. Not a crab All right. Well, guy. circling back, 
circling back to uh, Garza beating Paul McBeth at virtual mm-hmm. poker, who is better between you two at arcade games? Uh, Tony, probably. Oh. Of all the ones we played, I think I won maybe once or twice. I think you got me a but, blitz okay. once. But in all fairness, in all fairness, I gave him a good run every time. It was fun. <laughs> he made it, made it. It's no fun talking shit to somebody when you're just smacking the bejesus out of them. It's fun when you get them at the end. And I remember the, oh, the goal God. line stop I know what you're on, talk about. on blitz. Yeah. It was the greatest thing in my life. Garza picks me off at the end of the game. He thinks he's going to come back and win, and he is just chirping. And I'm just like, just wait, just wait. He throws this pass. The guy catches it on the one, goes to spin, and I just smash him on the one, and time expires, and I beat that him. Was it was legendary. so dumb. So dumb. It's legendary. So if you're in the Peoria area, check out the 8-Bit Barcade, because that place is legit. 100%. What's the, what's the fave game there? I think I've seen Simpsons. Is it the Simpsons game? Simpsons is high over there. Last year was Turtles. This year was Simpsons. Uh, Big oh, Buck okay, Hunter. Yeah. I got to play oh, that okay. with uh, with Ben Askren, and uh, that was pretty fun playing him. He got served too, though. Everybody got the justice on that game. Yeah, no, Tony kind of just whipped everyone and buck on. I grew up in Omer, Michigan. I mean, I like, it's just how it is. <laughs> yes, nah. Do they got the Star Wars arcade game? Because that's my favorite. I don't know if you guys ever played that one. Um, no. Oh they did, man. They, they had a lot of really good stuff in there. Like, I mean, I'd say like they had almost, probably a hundred, hundred different machines. Yeah, three, three Mortal Kombat's, like a couple different Street Fighters. They had, they um, had NES and N sixty four stuff. Off road, build Royal Rumble game. They had a lot, a of lot of good stuff. stuff. Yeah. Was, yeah, you'll find something. A lot you'll of good something. drinks too. So that was down while you guys were playing Ledgestone. How did the the tournament go <laughs> not good that doesn't sound um, like a good I mean, me personally uh first round was like 929 second round was 949 which put me in chase card for my pool and i kind of shat the bed with like an 870 last round just a lot of bad kicks a lot of bad unconfident putts but i mean just like after wednesday like i was so drunk when I was playing Macbeth in, in the poker and like I when we got back I just told the guys I'm like I could shit the bed this entire tournament and I won't care because it, it just made the week it was just Garza, so much fun you were Cinderella <laughs> coming home from the ball it was so funny man oh, I was, we were I dying had, dude you just had just this just these doe eyes and we're spinning dude. around like like you just met Prince Charming. It was the greatest night in the world. We were we were dying. Okay, so so we went to Texas Roadhouse beforehand, and I had like a very big margarita, and I had like five drinks before they even showed before they even showed up, and so like I was just sloshed. It was a good way to prepare. <laughs> but, I, Schiller and I didn't go as hard as Garza. Mm. Did you just bust your mouth with your wine bottle? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> I remember my first dollar ninety nine bottle of wine. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's show what okay for me. It was it was weird, man. It was very up and down. So um, 
we practiced and the practice rounds went horribly. Like I lost like so many discs. Um, I lost seven discs practicing. And that was the plan um, for one then. I got that one back, ironically. Yeah. Um, uh, round one, I was in fourth place with two holes to go and I double bogeyed the last two holes and dropped <laughs> no, to like no. tw- to 21st, which is still okay, right? So I still shot like yeah, a nine, yeah. I don't right. know, 950, 960 round one. And then round two, this is the first time I've ever had a card mate affect me, I think, and ever, ever. Like, I'll talk shit to guards like, I don't want you around me. I play shit when you're around. That's not really him. This person literally affected me, like, with how off-putting they were. And I'll leave it kind of at that. But, and I feel embarrassed to admit that, that that actually got to me. But, man, this guy was just literally hard to be around. And we played Wildwoods which is like a five hour round and it's oh, a God. physical grueling it's dude. I mean, when you walk this at the end and it's like, you just walk like seven miles and like 120 flights of stairs. Like it's crazy. The elevation changes and stuff. You cannot bring a cart. And I, that was just a grind. And by like, I was doing okay. And I battled back and with like five pulls to go, I took a six and a seven. And I went from like a nine seventy round to like an eight, seven or like an eight. 80 or 890 round and I dropped to like 60 something place and I was kind of frustrated and I just said you know what when I go out tomorrow day three I'm going to send it and I did and I shot the second hottest round of the day and climbed back into the high 20s so like it was just an up and down weekend it was a weekend of what could have been yeah I mean even playing you know playing on a card with with someone that affected your round you know shooting that good isn't isn't horrible you know or shooting Mm -hmm. I guess if you want to bring call up that, the fact that's hilarious that him and um, Schiller tied again. Two years in a row. Yep. <laughs> Two years in a row. Two years in a row. We both and we both finished like at the back end of what we thought would be acceptable, which kind of sucked. I know Schiller and I were both open for like top ten, top no fifteen cares finishes. About the Macbeth versus Wasaki. We all want to see Ryapel versus Schiller. <laughs> and we've yeah. got our own summer summer series going. He's been kicking my ass lately. It's been, it's been so a, much fun to watch. This bro. has been a weird year, man. There's been so much injury and time off this year. Like it's just been not what I expected. You're telling me, yeah. I think you're just coming back from um, quarantine too, aren't you? Or about a week off of quarantine? So yeah, yeah. I didn't play. actually. It was almost like almost three weeks I didn't play because I was gone to Milwaukee, and then uh, I was home, and then I was home on quarantine for ten days. So yeah, I didn't almost play for three weeks. Like I was doing the math with Todd the other day between my my hernia surgery, my broken rib, and this. I've almost missed four months this year of like literally zero playing. Wow, yeah, that's that's always rough on on one's game. I don't think your your rating took a big hit from it though, right? I've dropped probably about six points, and honestly, you know, the biggest difference has been it's it's funny. It's been fatigue. Like I've noticed lately, and I just kind of like had this like aha moment where about between holes like thirteen and fifteen of every round is where I'm like starting to fall off or implode. Like I've started hot and then I've been okay. And then at the end, I just kind of fall apart. And I'm like, it's not mental. Like I'm not having any mental collapses, but I'm physically exhausted. Mm-hmm. So I got to get my, I, I'm having some conditioning issues, which is something I've never really experienced before. Right. I empty, no thoughts. That's my, that's been my, <laughs> my game plan lately. What was it? Sorry, I missed it. Head empty, no thoughts. 
No. <laughs> I watched um I went caddied for Tetloff at D-Glow and just watching him and his mental game was just one of the most incredible things to me. I've been trying to emulate that and it's just been incredible for my game. Like I've I can't remember last time I've had like this good of mental game going into tournaments. Tetloff's got the best mental game in the area. One hundred percent. That's his biggest edge, man. That guy is just steel trap. He's just yeah, he's just the, the one face <laughs> like the whole round. I just want to point out that I think Kyle has the rest of my shirt. I got gray, gray <laughs> torso and red sleeves, and he's got red torso and gray sleeves. That's funny. You what now? I'm sorry. <laughs> you have the rest of my shirt. I have a gray torso with red sleeves, and you got a red torso with gray sleeves. Oh, that's funny it's shit. It's baseball <laughs> shirt night, man. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel left out. <laughs> yeah, you better go change. Hey, you should change. We got a disc golf shirt on. I got a Viking I'm just disc shirt. You, and Eagle shirt. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I, I, love, I love the sweatshirt, but go Thank ahead. Thank you. Yeah, the sweatshirt is nice. It is nice. Um, so we we know how how your last few tournaments have gone, Garza. Why, what about the rest of your season? Um, I mean, oh, you can brag about brag about your your last couple tournaments yeah, first. You, you, we don't want to take that out of it. I, you right. need to. I, I, I can't up, say you need this. So, um, Am States first first round, I tee off at eleven oh six, right, and. One of my first buddies was teeing off at like seven o'clock and another one was teeing off at 12. So the one that was teeing off at 12 went to go caddy for the one at seven. And so I'm showing up at the course around 10-ish because I want to see one of our other buddies tee off at like 10.30. And the one that was caddying immediately walks up to me and goes, you're going to kill this course. Like, why do you say that? Like, I've, I've never played this course. I have no idea what to expect. He's like, you're going to throw a pig like every hole. Like, yeah, okay, we'll see what happens. I then proceed to shoot a 13 out of 16 out of 18 down. 1013 rated, first ever, no, end up being 1016 rated. First ever thousand. So first ever thousand um rated round. Yes. Yeah. And before that, my previous best was a uh, 969 at Wix Open this year. So completely blew that out of the water. Um, right. Leading by four strokes. So it's just like the rest of the weekend, I knew I just had, I had cushions. To maintain. Yeah, yeah. I I knew like that took a lot of, that, that first round took a lot of stress. And like, I didn't even feel like I did anything like insane. It like... I hit two outside circle putts. I missed a circle putt. Um, like it was a 20 footer that I just caged and it was one that like out of my hand. I'm like, yep, that one's that one's not making it. And then so out of the five pars I took, four of them I still had at the very least a circle two look, if not closer. So it could have been even better. <laughs> And right. one of them, I had to make a 35-footer to save par. So that was just, and it was like between two trees. So that was just kind of a sick shot. 
Um, so did you really throw a pig every hole? So yes, most of the holes I did. I think mostly. Okay. <laughs> I I either threw my stable pig or like my little bit flippy pig. Most holes. I think I threw my takapu. I think I threw that twice. I threw an exodus twice. I threw a kiwi twice. I think I threw a scepter twice. But the majority okay. was just a pig shot. Gotcha. And like I was I was like four down through five. I missed hole yeah. two, which I was kind of sad about. And then I think I missed like two more holes in the front nine, so six down going into the back. So I and I had my buddy Timbo on my bag until he was going to go to y'all. And after he left me, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to try birdie now. And then, so he left me at like hole 12. And I think I missed one hole. And what was honestly nice was anyone, everyone's probably, anyone who has me on Facebook, sorry, seen it, the people bitching about me on my profile. On my I think post. it was just one guy. Pretty sure it was, yeah, just, it was just one guy. So It so was it just was, one dude. So, okay, yeah. it was just one guy. But, um... My buddy who shared it on his post, I read the comments. There was a couple other guys that were complaining, oh, but yeah. you know, screw them. Who cares? They uh-huh. were twelve strokes behind me. They don't. They don't matter. But um, yeah. What was nice though was I went and I was following my buddy Timbo for a little while, and I hopped over to go watch um Brent Guest from above part of this golf, and <laughs> I was watching him, and one of the guys that was on my car was carrying me. And they're just like, what the fuck did you just do? I'm like, I don't know. I just threw frisbees and made putts. And the guy that was on my car, he's like, I'm not going to lie. Like, it was honestly super fun to have you on the card. Like, that just, I felt like that pushed me to do better. So it was just like, it was it was nice knowing that, like, they didn't see it as, like, yeah. I'm just, I'm outside of my, what I'm supposed to be doing. And I'm just down here smacking them around. Because in all honesty, I wanted to play M2. I 100% play, planned on playing AM2, but it was already full, and looking between AM1 and AM3, I didn't feel like going and playing Goliath and um, and West Shore Lawns. I would have been fine with Flip City, but the, right. the courses in AM3 just sounded more fun, and I knew, a, well, I guess I probably knew about the same amount of people in each, but AM3 just sounded like a lot more fun, and as soon as I signed up, I'm like, I'm just going to go fucking win. I like yeah. I'm playing this, I'm going to win. Like I'm looking through the list, I'm like, okay, there's a couple guys that maybe got a chance to give me a run, but we're just gonna go play our own game. We're just gonna make putts, we're gonna be confident. And that's what I did that first round. And it ended up in 2013. Second round wasn't great. It was like an 880. Yeah, something like that. And it's just like there's yeah, a lot of unconfident putts. Uh yeah, it was just a lot of uncom- unconfident putts. Like, I should have been, after day two, I should have been pushing maybe make 20. Probably, I probably should have been sitting around day 18 if I just made my putts. And then last day, it was just like, I was just, I did kind of play off of what my card was doing because I'm still up by two strokes going to the last card. Right. And so last day, I'm just playing. No, I missed a couple putts and I'm just, fuck it i'd like i it was like it was like um birdie putts that i was the only one on the card even having looks for birdies on like everyone else same par so it's like 
I missed the putt. Oh, well, I'm not losing strokes on this hole. And we get to hole 12, I think. And my buddy Kip is tagging me. And I just throw a really safe shot on a hole that I could have either gone for it or just do a safe shot. And we're walking up to it. I'm like, I'm just going to lay this shot up. I have no reason to run this. No one's pushing me on my car on lead card. So, and he goes, well, what if someone's pushing you on a chase card? I'm like, well, then that sucks. <laughs> and after that <laughs> hole, I took my, I took my easy part. And after that hole, I looked and sure enough, someone from chase card was one stroke behind. And so what oh, I ended up, yeah. So what I would do <laughs> is I would finish up my hole and then walk to the next tee pad, watch, see what he did and match it. And I did it. And I, so I didn't think I did it perfectly, but I actually did do it perfectly because first of all, I watch him, he, a long 500 footer, he takes three, put my drive out in the middle, throw my pig up, tap in my three. Next hole, I actually thought he birdied. So I pumped out like 370. I'm sitting 35 feet out, barely missed the putt, stepping in. So I'm like, so I'm thinking we're tied at this point. Next hole right. is like a 197 footer. Um, like should be easy. And I threw my shot and caged the putt. And where my mind first went was, all right, we can't fuck up the drive on hole one again. We have to park hole one. And I check it. I checked the score. Not only did he par the past two holes, I'm looking at, I'm watching him on the last hole and he's left side in the crap, has to pitch up and take, and I thought he took a par. And so I make my drive and I go back and look at scores again. He actually bogeyed. So I'm like, I can literally bogey this and I've won the M3 state championships. Still won. So we ended up, I ended up managing a par and one by two strokes. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, I pulled the scorecard up, so I was watching, looking through everything. Yeah, that thousand red. Right? Yeah, that's sweet, man. I'm congratulations. So I don't think you even had to like defend your stance on why you played Am three. Your nope. rating says you can play Am three. Yep. I, I was I just was because you play up throughout the year. I was eight eighty six at the time. Okay, I I was I didn't break any rules. I I yeah. played what my rating said. Now I'm nine oh nine after that week, and I'm going to be. Even I'm dropping off three sub 900 rated rounds from states last year. I've already put up a thousand four and a 925 for this month. So it should be another good update if I can just manage well at Wild Wild Wicks this weekend. So uh, sure. when you hit the pro tour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a dream. Just <laughs> stop caring about everything. Just go play this call. Yeah. What about you, Tony? What what you, you got any big highlights for the for the season? Seeing you got your first tournament ace. Yeah, that was nice. That was a good one too. Um I need to keep playing Chesney. I think two out of my last four rounds are I've got paid aces, so that's been nice. Um no, nah, I mean it's been it's been it's I know been, you said it's like been a roller been a weird year. Yeah. You yeah. know, I I uh I need I'm gonna try and drop some weight. I think my goal is gonna lose to lose 35 pounds before the new year. Um, I haven't really gained a bunch of weight. I just don't feel as good as I did. Uh, my game feels fine. Like I was, I was having this conversation the other day. Uh, I think it was with Schiller. Uh, maybe it wasn't, I'm not sure. I can't remember who it was, but I was talking about like, my game feels like two perfect magnets right now, my mental and my physical. But the second I try and bring them together, 
they push away from each other. Like, it's just like, I can't get this polarization right with these two things. So like my backhand probably hasn't felt better than it feels right now. Like it feels amazing. Um, but I just, I'm not able to get off the tee either. I'm having a lot of tee issues. Uh, my putting has been pretty solid. Like I think in the last three tournaments I've played, I've only missed like one C one pot. Like it's been good. I just, I'm scrambling like a freak off the tee. So I'm just trying to get some stuff together. I feel like if I can stay healthy and consistent, uh, there's another big jump. I felt like I was heading for one. Like I was playing a lot of 960, 970, 980 rounds. And then there's been some setbacks. So I'm just trying to overcome that before my wife wants to have another kid and I can't ever play anymore. So I'm just trying to, <laughs> just trying to push as hard as I can right now. Well, one's getting to be the age where he can start coming with you, right? He came to leagues and played with us yesterday, right up until league started. And then mom came and got him. He's four. Gotcha. Uh, he was collecting acorns. A little bit yeah. yeah, he was collecting acorns. And he yeah. didn't like, uh, I, I, I like uh, caged hole 15 and he, he didn't get the significance. And I did it with a backhand. <laughs> and I, I, he's oh, like, is that good? And I'm like, yeah, bud. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, he didn't know. It was just, it was an awesome dad <laughs> moment, but. Yeah, oh, that's funny. Well, do we want to so get the low light out of the way? Unless yeah, more to talk about. I don't. <laughs> I'm always the, happy the, to the, hear about low lights. The low lights are the highlights. Yeah, let's do it. What do I got for a low light? <laughs> I'll I'll start with one. I uh I was got Cali at the at Cass City. Um, you know, like my kind of my home course and proceeded to probably shoot the worst round I've ever shot by myself <laughs> and take like second to last in a field where it was like it was when most of the people were gone for state. So a lot of the good people weren't there. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, easy. There. I'll make make 20 bucks or something. And, and then proceeded to come in like second to last or something <laughs> playing Cali. I'm like, oh, my God. So oh. yeah, that was that was probably my low light so far. Other than uh, the Freeland tournament, but I talked about that enough on the podcast. Yeah, you got to get out and do it. Do another one over here, man. We want to have you out here for another tournament for sure. I'm trying oh, yeah, to think to. what the low light is. Oh, so the low light for sure was missing states. I was geeked. That might be probably my oh. last chance to play Am 40. And honestly, I think Tony, the guy I that was won. Unbelievably sad when I saw your your message. I was so I mean, sad. He did like I think he shot like nine forty five ish like for the whole weekend. I'm like, man, that could have been my 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 one chance. So that's a low light for me because I feel like if I just played just a little above average, I could have been a state champ. Right. Um, I think. And then I would say my low light was going from Garza. For, oh, sorry, I thought you were done. No, I have one more, and it just <laughs> okay. happened this weekend. Hold on, hold oh, on. No. This was this was an actual one from playing. So. uh this kind of goes hand in hand with like these fall offs that I've been having, but this one was more mental I'm playing Sanford. Uh, I've got a one stroke lead. I think I'm like, I don't know, three or four down at this point with about five holes to go. And I'm on, I don't even know what the whole number is there. It's like 12. It's like the one that goes straight out and then kind of just forks back to the, the right a little bit. It's a long forehand shot. And I am putting for, for bogey. I had a bad tee shot. I hit a tree and kicked off and I've got about a, I don't know, 15 feet, maybe 18 feet putt. And it's exactly where I was at at Pro States last year. And I putted and it went all the way through. And I was just like absolutely baffled at what happened and frustrated. And that crept into my skull before I putt this. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to put it with as much hyzer. I'm going to put it nice and flat. So I put it nice and flat on the right side. And my Penrose hits, flips right, lands on the cage, bounces, and then just slides off in the most pathetic slow slide ever and hits the ground. And I I take a five. I go to the next hole, which is like the hardest hole for a backhand because you almost got to flip it over a little bit and pump it down there and let it come back. I think it's a hole like um, 11, maybe 12, 11. Anyways, I got about three court, two thirds of the way through my pull through and it just went out of my hands and went into the legit jungle. Uh, and I had to fight my way out of that. I came out of there. I was ahead by a stroke and then I was in last place by a stroke within two holes. So um, that was a low light. That's yeah, a low hurt. That's disc golf. Yeah. We go. Garza's had such a good year. You can't even think of a low light. No, I, I've got I a couple some low lights. And, and <laughs> mine's from Sanford. Well, mine's from Sanford too. So I think I was more sad about um, Ledgestone going from like, I think I was like tied for 37th place going to the last round. And I think I ended up like 104th. So I missed my goal. I was trying to get top 50. So I missed that. And then what really, really, really fucking sucked was um the Sanford tournament again with Lake Tony. Um, I was leading Am2 nearly the entire way. Like John had shot a make one earlier in the day. And going into like, the 17th hole I looked at scores real quick and I was tied with him I parred 17 18 I hit an early tree made an amazing scramble and then completely botched the putt for to tie for the win and like that was and it's just like that's been like one of my somehow somehow one of my bright sides lately has actually been my putting and it just completely botched it and I was just like I I want to take a toaster bath right now. Like that was my only thought. There's a here. Can we my talk, toaster. Can we talk about how you're a 327 rated caddy? <laughs> yes. I want to hear. Oh, uh, so I had. Uh, this is a funny one. This is a low light, but it's a funny one. So right. we're at. Uh, uh, we're doing a flex at Kennel Lake so I can practice it. That's the only way we could get on this bitch to practice it was to do a, a, an actual rated flex star. So Schiller and I play it. I'm one down or plus one or even I'm right around like a 950 rated round going into the last two holes. And it is a literal like 380 foot carry over this lake that has to hook up and flex back or you can play the safe forehand line to the left. But if you play the safe forehand line to the left, at best you're taking a four. No, and they and it's and it's saying it's a part three at this time. Remember, they didn't say it was a part four on the card. It still said it was a part three. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm done with this. I'm sending it. Well, anyways, I send it. I go in the water. I go up. I grab another disc. I send it again, (laughs) and I go in the water. And at this point, everyone's like, just throw it in bounds, and I'm like. Give me another driver. Garza is my caddy at the time. <laughs> I, and I, have I, a, I have a video of him throwing it in the water one of the times, too. Oh. The, so, I, so this time I'm shooting five from just in front of the T-pad. 
and I make it finally on my on my what would be my fifth shot. So I get over there and I go to throw my next shot. And I'm like, you know what? I might be able to get to the basket here and save a six, um, which is terrible, but it's okay. And it's elevated right. in front of me and there's a hill and then it drops off and then it comes up back by the basket. I'm probably looking at about 270 to the basket at this point. And so I asked him, to, I asked my, my trusty caddy who's swiping left and right. So who knows what the <laughs> fuck he's doing on his phone. Um, for my a disc and he hands me the disc I want and he's not paying any attention whatsoever. So I forehand one up and I try and skip it up to the basket and it just disappears. I never see it. And then it looks like I see flakes. I'm like, is that fucking water? And he's like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you there's a water right there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. I am going to okay. murder you. I okay. am going to murder okay. you. Can I, can I, can I, I stay right I the took a nine. I took let a nine just, on that one. Let me stay right the fence. So him and um, Schiller, like the entire time I've been watching like coverage on this course, I went over and talked to Schiller. I'm like, hey, just remember, there's a cutout like right before the basket, like just outside a circle. It's going to be water. He's like, oh yeah, I, I know, I know. I remember that from, from watching the playthrough. I'm like, okay, him and, him and Tony have been watching playthrough together. He's obviously going to remember this. Apparently, <laughs> he did not watch that playthrough. No, I didn't. I did not watch that hole whatsoever. I had no idea. I thought I was laying up for the basket. I also, wanted to murder Garza. Also, Tony <laughs> Tony said that um, the only way to three it was going over the water. I had a twenty five foot putt for a three going safe, and it could have been closer, but I, I wimped it a little bit because I didn't want to skip it too far. I caged a three in the tournament. I caged a three yep, in the tournament same. from 100 out. So, like, I mean. All right. Well, I, you did it when it was really important, at least. Yeah, I shot, like, a 980 for that or 970-something or whatever it was. So, yeah, when it mattered, it was good. But, yeah, no, I totally had a tin cup moment. I just kept – I would throw in my whole fucking bag in that pond. I swear to God, I would have. <laughs> I, I was making and it. Now I got to go buy a bunch of new discs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, speaking of throwing your whole bag, is there any big bag changes that you guys have gone through over the season? I know, heard about your thumb. Did we talk about, was it last time you were on that you already switched to the new putters? Or uh, I also switched my putters up recently. You go first, Garza. Yeah, I got a couple, couple so, bag changes. So over the summer, I've been just buying a lot of, like, anytime I get payouts, I've been buying just random RPM disc stuff. And I've been really liking it, actually. And so now my putters, I'm putting with Takapoos, which are basically just P2s. And then I'm also, I've also got a throwing Takapoo in the bag. Um, I've got Kiwis in the bag. i got Kias in the bag. Um, who was just, it's just been fun to throw, like, at such a little-known brand, to be honest. Um, well, we, we've heard a lot about RPM from our friend Bray, so... Oh yeah. Um, well, <laughs> even though he's in a bit sponsored. <laughs> uh, Toros are in the bag. I got bomb stamp destroyers. Some scepters. I think that's really it, though. Yeah, that's it for me. So two um, putter changes this year, right? For no. you? Uh, no. eh, kind of, I guess. I was starting out the season with fireflies, and I switched to myths, and then takapoos. 
Gotcha. All right, Tony, I, your turn. I'm still rolling with the Penrose. I just like their stability. Like, I need them. But as far as bag changes, the T-Bird 3 has been the best addition to my bag this year. It's been a big-time player for me. Um, I've been messing with a lot of stuff. I'm always trying to plug holes. Um, I got to say that this year, the European plastic between Latitude and, like, Dismania, like this this, this, this uh, Royal line um, that they're, they laid out, I've never felt a better plastic than that. It's durable. It feels good in the hand. Like you can throw that thing into a, a into a, a machete and it's just not even going to ding. Like it's just, it's great plastic. So uh, I've added the grace. I do throw some rives uh, in the bag um, for, for certain situations. Um, like I said, the, the glory, which is like a slower, more stable T-bird. Um, recently I just put some reactors in my bag. Um, I've been throwing a lot more craves lately, a lot, lot less stable stuff, to be honest. I mean, the sextons and the gators are always going to be probably my go-tos when I need that. But, um, I've been really trying to diversify, uh, what I throw to try and get more stuff, uh, and more, more angles, but the T-Bird three, the halo T-Bird three has been probably the best addition I've had this year. So is uh, the stag, is that going to make the bag? Is that what you just threw in the water? <laughs> it, it made the, it made the bottom of the pond. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really warm, but I'm like six glide, eight speed. I shouldn't have to put too much on this. And I didn't hit anything either. It just fizzled yeah. out and just died. So oh, I doubt, I doubt I'll get it back, but no, I don't think the stag's <laughs> going to make it, unfortunately. <laughs> uh so what's what's the verdict on the 22 sextants good bad okay nothing I've special one. Uh, they're better than last year's i guess in my opinion last year's were just too flippy if i need a flippy nine speed i'll go with some a valkyrie or something like i don't a ryan anderson one <laughs> yeah it's just uh uh, these ones are a little bit better. They're a little bit more stable, a little bit straighter. I haven't really liked the plastic in the last two years either. Like it's felt like, I don't know, flimsy and like, uh, Cheap. almost like greasy, greasy. Yeah. It feels like shit. Yeah. It, it feels like shit. So, you know me, I'm still just, I, I just keep breaking in new 19s until I've got like a ton of B ones. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, we got to have the GOAT debate. Not the Paul versus Climo one, but the in your guys' mind, who is the best ever forehand player? And then defend your pick. Who wants to go first? Forehand? Yeah, forehand. Like, who has the best forehand? Not They don't have to be, like, forehand only or forehand dominant. They can just, you know, they can mm-hmm. be like Yuli's argument where he throws it six times, but every time he does it, it's good. So, I think wow, AD. that's tough. AB has such a powerful but accurate one. Did AB? Yeah. Okay. So what's what? So powerful and what else? Powerful and accurate. Like I think that's. Oh, okay. I think once you reach the level where you can put something, like you can power up on something, but you're still in control and can get it where you want it. It's so big, especially with forehands, like. I feel like forehands can definitely uh, maybe get not. away from you. Yeah, for at the same time, forehands can get away from you. It's also easier to control. I feel at the same time, it's a it's easier yeah. to aim a forehand. I think. Yeah, like, yeah. To, like we, I was having this conversation during Ledgestone because I got 
I got carded up with the same guy two rounds in a row. And um, one of the holes, I was the only birdie in the entire pool because it's like 353, uh, 30-foot gap the entire way. And I just peered it. And then I did the almost the same thing on a, like par four the next day. I'm like, I like these kind of holes. And it's like, well, you're throwing a forehand, so you're just watching your gap the entire way. You know what you have to do with it. It's uh yeah. It's that's a tough one, Eric. I guess um, I think maybe a couple years ago, you you know, you'd be talking about Eagle, you know, being that guy because of his power and uh, you know, the, his ability to shape some shots. Um, it, it there's just so many people that are good at different aspects of it. I mean, you look at like even like for Michigan, look at Marweed. Like as far as like touch shots, like with that pig and some of the stuff that he's able to do is is absolutely amazing and he's he's got he doesn't have as much power as some of these other guys but like it reminds me almost like nate like nate is just a surgeon um yeah. with his with his forehand but he's not he's not touching the range that these guys are going and then you've got you know um these other guys that can just throw forever i know you were talking like you when you texted about chandler kramer like that guy's mm -hmm. forehand is stupid like it's so good um me so and much then, and, and then you got guys like Ricky, like who, who's probably super underrated. Yeah. He's, but he's so good at it. Like he's so mm -hmm. good at his. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I can name a goat. There's just so many different subcategories of what people are good at. Uh, and then you've got well, like guys like, like Coling, who can just shape, he can just throw like the flippiest like sidewinder and make it go like 400 feet. And like, how did you even get that to do anything besides roll? You yeah. know? So different guys are good at different things. For sure. That's why that's kind of why I like the goat debate is because there's no way to nail down one, you know, even if you're if you're not just comparing their skill levels, but across their many times of when they've been better and when they've been worse. Like I feel like if you watch old Ricky stuff, he used to throw the forehand a lot more than he used to, or than he, a lot more than he does now. Um yeah. and uh but it's just like whenever it seems like when it's a tool that whenever he goes to it, you know, it's, you know, it's money. Yeah. If you're talking overall body of work, it might even be him. I mean, I think at their peak, who was the best at it? Probably Eagle. Yeah. Eagle's forehand went, went, you know, you're I, talking 2017, yeah. 2018 Eagle. I don't know if anybody was better at throwing forehands than that dude was then. Okay. Well, speaking of Chandler yeah. Kramer. Oh, sorry. Okay. No, speaking no, of Chandler no. Kramer. What do you think about his crazy forehand rollers? He doesn't do it where he just, have you guys seen him where he rolls like eyes are flipped and it, and it like rolls perfectly. It's nasty. I feel like that's not something that I've seen many players even like try, let alone multiple times. It's, it's no, we just throw cut rollers like regular, regular people. Yeah. Just throw <laughs> it at the ground. And <laughs> Yeah, throw a stable disc on an angle at the ground and watch your work, you know. And uh, yeah. so watching somebody throw like a corkscrew roller with a forehand is uh, not exactly uh -huh. something that's easy to wrap your mind around for sure. He's been fun to watch. Yeah, he's been a lot of fun to watch. He's been he's uh, exploding. Kind of a he's only been a breath of fresh air. For two years. Like that guy's, yeah, he's doing something. Yeah, I think you know, tra traveling to Europe for the European Open is really, really 
pushed it because that's where he first started to kind of get on some coverage. People like started to hear about him before that, but then, you know, he had like two rounds on, on coverage and then he just, he blew up from there and then just never, never kind of disappeared. Um, yeah. Let's see. A big plan for the off season. Um, what do you guys think about, about the, what do you guys think about the um, new, like how, the pro tour has the playoffs now. Like this is we're in like the playoff season for disc golf. Is that like something that's overhyped or you guys think it's like a cool step in the, in like the direction for our sport, or is it like, just kind of like, uh, I don't know, feels like you're just adding, adding something to like, you know, it's already like, to me, we're in the most prestigious tournaments, you know, GMC MVP open are like two of the most looked for tournaments. And now you're just adding something else on top of them. Is it necessary to add that playoff? setting it's it's kind of like the nascar thing right like how do you make it an individual sport where you can win a championship for the season like a season championship versus like these individual things uh i think i think it still needs some tweaking but i think once it evolves into what it's going to be i think it's going to be really cool and i think it's going to incentivize like these people hanging on and and really trying to uh save some of their body and push push later in the year for some of these things yeah yeah i i agree mostly tony it's I think it's gonna be even like more intense, like watching these last couple of tournaments, especially for guys who are on the edge of making the um the tournaments the um pro tour championships. It'll allow Ricky to put his money where his mouth is too, talking about the best player versus the best player in a one tournament. Sure. This guy's yeah. a world champion. I and I and I thought that was kind of petty what he said. Like dude just Oh, one hundred percent was. He would not be saying that if he had but won. He could back it up now with yeah. something like this, where like he can show a body of work versus uh, one thing and try and, and and actually become you know a champion that way. So I think that's I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's good for the sport, though. Yeah, yeah. I think you know, like most things that I've seen in, in with PDGA or the Disc Golf Pro Tour, the first step into them is always kind of like they're just testing the waters. And then it's not, it's usually not the first step that, that is good. It's the steps that follow that it starts to get better and better. I mean, like anything, but um, yeah, I think it'll, it'll eventually be a lot of fun to get to this, to this moment. Um, that's really all I have. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, obviously, you know, I'll still give you guys time to plug anything you, you guys want to plug. I, so, oh, you got you guys got any plans for the off season? Are you going to hibernate, Garza? Um, so here soon, I'm going to buy like a bunch of PVC and netting. I'm going to build my own net down here in my basement. All and right. Then, um, I've already like convinced all my coworkers, but I'm going to start working out with them a lot more. I want I want to get because the one goal I did not get this year was I wanted to be consistently like close to 400 with my forehands. And I thought you were going to say 400 pounds. I'm like, how does that work? <laughs> Fuck no. That's but, coming, um, Garza, with those eating habits. That's coming. That metabolism I mean, isn't forever. Yeah, I just drank this in like 30 minutes, but um, <laughs> but like I want to get, like I never really tried. Like I did get back and working out, but then like I got so inconsistent with it. Like, I got back into it, like, two weeks before States and was sore after my first one and decided, like, 
okay, I'm just going to take it off until after I finish the season because obviously I didn't want to be sore for states. And now I don't want to be sore for um, the Wild Wicks because I want to do well there for the final tournament season. So I'm planning on like next Monday, I'm going to start right back up with that, hopefully. Okay. We're going to see watching an Ezra version of Garza walk around. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> what about I don't have an offseason for the offseason. Oh, he's going to play all the way through? Fucking right, man. All year, uh, every tournament I can get in. Um, I will probably just lay off a little bit after pro states. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I just, I just want to lose some weight, man. I just, I, it's not even the weight. It's just the endurance. Like right now I'm not, I'm 50 pounds lighter than when I started playing this game. Like, so like, I just need to build some endurance. I got an exercise bike that's collecting dust here that I bought my wife for Christmas. And I've got a treadmill that's probably got a coat hanging from it somewhere. Like, so I've got some stuff that I can do that just to build up some endurance around here. So that's about it. I feel like that's the missing piece right now. The rest of it seems to be going along fine. Yeah, I uh, just hope to putt a lot is all I'm, <coughs> all I'm trying to do. So, but plan to play. Don't, don't plan to stop playing, but um, when is pro states? Uh, it's actually my birthday weekend, so hopefully that'll be lucky. It's the end of October, weekend of the 28th. Okay. Sick. Um, where is it at this year? Uh, Wolfpack is hosting it at Brewer in Grand Rapids. Gotcha. So, Sweet. which we all know how River City went. I got to see <laughs> what real real, pro, real pros play like. It's funny, that course is like 10 feet too long on every hole. I swear mm-hmm. to God, like if I had like 10 more feet of distance, I could probably dominate that course. But I was just like 40 foot putts on every hole. It's oh, long. Man. <laughs> well. But hopefully those else? old guys can't throw far either. No, that's it. <laughs> just working on being an awesome dad. You know, yeah. we're busy, busy season for work's coming up. So it's going to be busy. So I'm oh, just yeah. excited to yeah. get the Christmas. Yeah, that's always the the end goal, right? Yeah. What about what about you, Kyle? Kyle's still there. Um, he's having he's having some issues, so he had to he had to go. I was gonna say he has been like statuesque, quiet. Yeah, I was so. gonna say I don't know if I'm yeah. gonna say anything. Yeah, no, we miss he's, you, he's we miss just you, Kyle. Yeah, yeah, and he'll he'll listen to this. So any any messages you want to send him, feel free to to send them. We're sending virtual hugs. Yeah. Always for your computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, if you guys want to plug your plug where people can find you, stop, shout out your sponsors, whoever wants to go first. I'll go first. Yeah, uh, you, you can find me on Instagram at Tony Riopel Disc Golf. Um, come, come, come join my page. I'm going to be doing uh, a giveaway that I've been putting off, but I'm going to give something sweet away. I hit 2000 here uh, about a month ago. So we're going to do something for 2000 uh, followers. And then um, as far as plugs uh, locally, if you're listening to this, go check out my boy, Chris out in Midland uh, for all your disc needs. Uh, mention me and I'll give you a free hug. And then also check out beast disc golf, which is my retail, um, uh retail sponsor 
they have the best athletic gear in the game. And I call it athletic gear because it's not just disc golf gear. I'm wearing their shirt now. It's baseball tees. Wearing their beanie right now. They've got regular hats. Uh, it's all high quality stuff. Um, use code TRDG for Tony Rifle Disc Golf and save at checkout. Yeah, I can agree. All the B stuff's pretty sick. The logo's Very even so. cooler. Their so. stuff is their stuff is amazing. I'm very, very fortunate to be sponsored by those guys, and they're amazing people too. So it's been a really great experience. Support great people and get good product. Your turn, Garza. Absolutely. All right. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Garza Disc Golf, um, thesperm.com. Use code one one two eight five over ten percent off. That's all I got. That's all you got. Oh, well, make sure you guys follow because Garza's hitting the Pro Tour soon and, and Tony's going to win at, at Michigan Pro States this year since he got yeah, a miss out on, on M40. Tony's going to first 1,000 rated round at States. I'm calling it now. I hope so. First 3,000 rated rounds, three in a row. Calling Tony. it right now. Got enough 990s. I've hit four digits. <laughs> There you go. Well, guys, it's as always, it's always have fun having you guys on. I hope you guys have a good rest of your night and hopefully we'll see you guys soon. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Happy birthday, Garza. Tomorrow. Yeah, happy birthday. (laughs) Tomorrow I'm going right back to ripping on you. (laughs) Enjoy your evening. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, again, uh, he'll cut this out, but uh, just Thank you guys again. It's always fun. It is fun oh, having always. you guys on. Oh. Um, Thanks for having me. Trying to make it out to make it out to Saginaw soon, but Mondays yeah. are not normally good for me. So come out, come out to the league party. When's that? You said first first weekend in November. Yeah, I think it's going to be the sixth or no? What day did I get married on? The fifth. So I can't do it on my anniversary. We're trying to figure <laughs> out the date. It's going to be the. <laughs> uh sixth sunday the sixth cool that's what uh i planned my i'm running my first tournament in cast city on the eighth and me and Brittany got married on the ninth so nice year, you're gonna so. do it a, a tuesday no october oh october oh, okay. okay okay yeah october yeah. 8th. okay yeah, yeah that's my that's my wife's birthday that's my wife's birthday no. <laughs> okay. that's like pro state doubles todd's like you want to play like that's my wife's birthday man i don't think so i'm hoping next year to run a couple events i was like fun unsanctioned events big like, yeah i'm doing this yeah i'm pretty nervous about it so <laughs> eric that that's that means you're gonna do great that means you give yeah. a shit i gotta tell you something right now I'm never hosting another fucking tournament in my life. <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's awful. Uh, it's the worst thing in the world. I like. I will never do it again. I hated every minute of doing it. Like literally, yeah. if you told me that I was going to make $300 for the club and I was going to work that hard, I would have just said, let me stop you right there. Get somebody else. Get, here's a check for $300. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah i'm doing like i'm trying to do it super easy it's literally just like 15 dollars to play there's a couple divisions it's all unsanctioned so everyone's just gonna get you know cash that's the way to do it no Mm -hmm. no players packs just everyone's bugged about having a tournament and last year the tournament was supposed to be money to raise for 
new T pads, but then we got told we have to change the course. So then we're not going to put the T pads in when the course isn't changed. And I've tried getting approval for the new course and I just keep getting the runaround. And so I'm like, I'm not going to take your guys's money with more promises. So we're just going to, this is what we're doing. And respect. everyone out here is pretty cool, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I hope I don't that, hate it because I'd like yeah. to do more. No, it, that sounds way different than the shit I had to do. Oh, 100%. And, and, and yeah. I didn't want to do it. So right. the only other the only other one we're going to do that I want to do is the Wix basket one where we try and raise the money in like a single day. And I've got a pretty ambitious plan for that. But after that, no. Well, Garza, when you start running events, make sure to send them my way. I'll I'll do my best to make them to them. Yeah, I'm hoping I'm hoping to run three unsanctioned events next year. So I'm hoping to get like just experience for being a TD. And then going yeah. into 2024, I want to run what I call the Canto series of events where I have eight tournaments all based off of um, the Pokemon gyms from the first game. And then like <laughs> have the trophies be like the legitimate badges from them. Probably, probably made out of wood, but still be like extremely fucking cool. Guys, yeah. if you give me a wooden Pokemon trophy, I'm gonna burn it in front of you. <laughs> I'm gonna light that son of a bitch on fire. And say, Make his out of like the viewers out can't of see plastic explosive right now. <laughs> oh, I will burn that fucking Pokemon trophy to the ground. That's funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I gotta get going to bed. Unless you guys have anything cool else to talk about, I'll listen. But no, I got nothing. Funny <laughs> trophies in the woods. That's <laughs> it. <There you> go. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful night. Thanks again. You as well, Eric. Yeah, we love you, Eric. Have a good night, brother. Thanks. Yeah, always you. good time. Bye, Garza. Happy birthday, Bye. Garza. Thank you. Have a good night, buddy. Thanks.